You are listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 59. In today's show, we're continuing our conversation about discovery calls and the power that using the right stories will have on your ability to connect, engage, and convert your audience into eager buyers. So let's dive on in. Welcome to The Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Today is part three in our Discovery Call series. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to head on over to today's show notes to download the cheat sheet that I made for you, the discovery call cheat sheet at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 59 so that you can easily follow along with this series. All right, let's just do a quick recap in case you haven't been following along. In part one, which was episode number 57, I outlined five big mistakes that I made with discovery calls that really killed my business sales for the first few years of my business. Once I stopped doing those big mistakes, I went from a thousand failed sales calls to selling over $60,000 of my services in just three weeks. And no, I didn't get a brain transplant or become some sort of sales guru. I didn't go to any training or anything like that. I just figured out, you know, (laughs) these horrible mistakes I was making and how to fix them. Part two was episode number 58 last week, where we dove deep into the first three steps of the discovery call process. These are so key in setting the stage before you ever get to a sales conversation, right? And the first three are clarify their goals, agitate their problem, and emotionally connect to what their current problem is costing them right now. So we went over that last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to those episodes yet, you may want to pause this show and go listen to episodes 57 and 58 first. But if you have already listened to them, you're probably ready to dive in even deeper. And today, that's exactly what we're doing as we cover the last two steps in our discovery call process. So step number four is paint a picture of a better tomorrow. And step number five is prove you've done it before. Okay, let's talk about step four. Paint a picture of a better tomorrow. You and I have heard over and over again that storytelling is story selling, right? That telling stories is the best way of connecting. It's the best way of engaging. It's the best way of converting your audience. And to be honest, I could not agree more. What does it look like when your prospect has solved a problem? What is their big burning desire? You're gonna hear me say that over and over again. What is it that they really want that's gonna get them into action, that they, that they wake up wanting, that they go to bed wanting, that they think about wanting all day long, that they have dreams about at night? What is that big burning desire? Do you have a story of how solving that big burning desire has changed your life or business or the life or business of your customers? The person you're talking with on the phone They don't want to make decisions based on your recommendations, based on what you think is right or wrong. They don't want you to sell them on the features and the, you know, 
specifics of your offer. What they want is inspiration. They want to know what's possible. They want to hear how people just like them have gotten results with your product, with your program, and with your service. And this is doubly effective if you do this in your marketing funnel as well. So you're kind of giving them these daily doses of inspiration or these little drips of inspiration as they're, as they're evaluating you. Because they want what your audience really wants, what this person on the phone with you really wants is they want to feel the excitement of what life will be like for them when whatever it is they're talking to you about is solved. And they want to answer the question, will this work for me? Will this, is this person right for me? Is this offer right for me? Is this actually possible for me? That's what they're saying in their heads. And that's the reason why smart business owners work hard to create compelling case studies and customer testimonials, which leads us into step number five, prove that you have done it before. So telling the story of how you have already helped someone else solve the problem your prospect has especially if they can see themselves in that story, is far more compelling than just talking about your offers, features, and price, and all that stuff. Instead of pitching your product, what kind of stories can you tell about the work that you've done, about the outcomes, about the after, right? And if you don't have any good examples and stories, I highly suggest, like, stop the presses, my friend, Make this your number one focus. Even if you have to give away your offer to a few people in exchange for stories and testimonials and examples, it is one of the most powerful things that you can do to be able to showcase that your offer is actually effective through somebody else's story. So through your own story or through somebody that you've helped. And I challenge you today to think about the problem that you solve for your audience. What are some examples that you could use? You know, you would want to remove people's names or their company names for privacy, but how could you highlight their situation? How could you highlight the problem that they were struggling with? How could you highlight the outcome or what their life or business or, you know, whatever looked like after going through and using your offer? I, you know, a lot of times, uh, this is something that I was really bad at for a long time because I just felt like, uh, well, a lot of the clients, especially the bigger clients that I work with, we have um, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. So I can't actually tell their stories using their names, using, you know, whatever. But what I can do is say, you know, I was working with a client just like you. It's a Fortune 500 company. Or I was working with another coach just like you who focuses on, um, you know, mindset space. And maybe this person, the person I'm speaking with, they focus on, I don't know, career. And I could just, and I could say, here's, here's what it was like for them to go through this. And here's what happened afterwards. So I just challenge you today to think about the problem that you solve and really what are some examples that you could use and again you know for a long time i didn't tell stories because i felt like i was giving away too much but if you remove people's names and company names and 
real, real specifics um, that could, you know, lead back to who you're talking about, you can still tell a really compelling story about their situation and the outcome of using your product. So an example that I use um, and that I used early on was this. You know, I had um, somebody came to me and she's a very, very well respected and sought after expert in um, an information technology space. And her audience are chief financial officers, chief information officers, uh, and, you know, high ups in the IT space. And she was getting asked to go to all of these events and be a keynote speaker or moderate panels or really just to serve as an expert at these events. And people loved hearing from her. They definitely knew that she was an expert. But the problem was none of that was turning into a, a good steady stream of business. So she would go to these events, she would get great reviews on her speaking, but you know, the applause stayed in the room and she still had to work really, really hard to get in front of uh, the right audience to sell her offer to. And so she came to me and she said, Michelle, I have like these captive audiences. Sometimes it's, you know, six, 700 people in the room and, you know, and it's just not converting into business. Will a marketing funnel help me or is my audience too far removed? And I told her, no, absolutely, we can do a marketing funnel. And we reworked her talk and um, and we put just a really simple call to action in it to download a PDF that really went along with her talk. The first time she delivered that, she walked out of the room with over 200 people who immediately downloaded it. Like they whipped out their phones and they uh, opted in for this PDF. And within eight weeks, she had sold more business than she had in the previous 12 months. And it just made her, her whole business just took off because of this super simple funnel. And over time, you know, she tweaked it and she, you know, made it better and better so that she could get more people through. But the, the bones of it have always been the same. And her business now is at least 10 times bigger than it was when we first worked together, which was about three years ago. And, um, and it's not through extra effort on her part. It's just taking advantage of the opportunities that she currently has. So there you go. There's an example of how I tell a story about a real client that I worked with um, and gave some real examples, but I'm not giving away specific numbers. Like you don't know specifically what what her business revenue is. You don't know specifically what she's selling. You know the audience and you know the category, but you don't know what she's selling. And you don't know what her talk is about. You don't know what was in her funnel, like none of that. But through that, um, through that story, through that example, I'm able to show that, yes, this is what I do to help business owners you know, figure out how to get consistent clients in the door using the skills and the programs that they already have, right? And so I really want you to just, you know, take a few minutes today, maybe set aside 10, 15 minutes at some point today to just jot down some ideas. Just jot down some, you know, people that you've worked with or situations where you've, um, you know, found, 
that you've talked with a client and and you really understand where they started from and what their fears were and all that stuff and just kind of outline what their story was and then you know look for ways where you can anonymize it so that it's more anonymous uh, if you don't have their permission to just tell their story. Uh, but another way that I do it is, you know, I invite clients and students onto the podcast so they can tell their own story. I'll ask them questions, but it's coming from their own mouth. And then I can share their actual story with people like I can summarize it. But then I can say, hey, if you want to hear, you know, this client talk about this um, situation, here's a link to the video or here's a link to the podcast. You can hear straight from their mouth what they said. And it really helps to show that not only have I done it, but I have people who are willing to be, you know, come out of the woodwork and raise their hand and say, yeah, I worked with Michelle or I took her course and it really helped me and here's how it helped. And so I want you to really think about how you could start to build that process into your own business because there's n- there's no amount of marketing, um, <laughs> I don't even want to say trickery, there's no amount of marketing skills that you can have that will offset a great story and a great um, example of where people were when they started and where they are when they end up. People love those stories because they it helps them see how the process actually works. Now, here's the really exciting part of this whole thing. This process that we set out for you for your call is the same process. So this whole five-step discovery call process is the same process you can use with your planning out your emails and any part of any other part of your marketing funnel as well depending on what you do. And when you know how to effectively set the stage, for um, the following three things with your marketing funnel and your discovery call, everything changes. So here are the big three questions that your prospects need answered before they're ready to move forward and talk about buying from you. So thing number one is why are you or why is your business the right fit for their needs? Thing number two is why is this offer exactly what they need to achieve their goal or get that big burning desire? And number three is why is now the time to act and why is waiting no longer an option? So why you, why this offer, why now? That's what you want to do with the five steps is really set the stage so that your your person that you're talking to, they know why they want to work with you or your business, why they need this offer, why it's going to be so perfect to help them get their big burning desire and why they can't wait any longer, why they need to make a decision to act now. And when you follow the five step process, the discovery call process, you'll create an experience that's incredibly valuable and helps both of you decide what the right next step is so that so that they know exactly why they want to buy from you now or not, right? Because that's good too. You can weed out the, the wrong people. But if you follow this process, the people that you talk with, they're going to be so bought into it already and ready to go. Okay. So we just covered all five steps of the discovery call process over this call and the previous two calls. And, you know, just to to review, the five steps are, number one, clarify their goals. Number two, agitate their current problem. Number three, emotionally connect to what their problem is costing them right now. Number four, paint the picture of a better tomorrow. And number five is prove that you've done this before. 
And, you know, here's the best part. When you set the stage, the sales conversation is just a natural extension of the conversation that you've already been having. And it feels totally aligned, totally comfortable, and totally natural. There's no need to feel weird or salesy when you've established when you've taken control of the situation, when you've asked the right kind of questions, when you've established that if it makes sense that you'll give them a way forward, right? So I want you to join me next week for um, episode number 60, where we'll dive into actually transitioning from setting the stage in your discovery call into this actual sale. And trust me, It doesn't have to be weird or feel yucky. It can be so natural when you really like plan this out and and do some other things that I'll talk about next week. So, join me as we uh, next week as we dive into that. And I have a question for you. As you were listening to this, did you think of someone who needs some help with their discovery calls? If so, would you do both of us a favor and share this episode with them? It's so easy to do from whatever podcatcher you're listening on this with. So if that's iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it, if it's Google Play, if it's, you know, whatever, or you can share the URL for today's show, which you can find at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 59, and your friend can listen right there. One more question for you. If you have um, had any ahas or any, oh my gosh, I'm going to try this, or you've tried any changes with your own discovery calls since we've been starting this series, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how it's working, what extra questions you have, what ahas you have, any of that kind of stuff. And you can hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Michelle L. Evans official or at Michelle L. Evans uh, on Twitter. Or you can just um, go ahead and email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. And I would love to hear your stories and your questions and your experiences and your feedback. All right, have a really amazing week. And I will see you back here next week, same time, same place, on another great episode of The Marketing Funnel Show. We'll see you then. 